Welcome to the God Chaser Podcast. I'm Evan Evans, and I'm so thrilled to have you join us for today's episode titled Beyond Duty, Glorifying God with Joy and Love. Today, we're venturing into a topic that's essential to our faith journey, yet often misunderstood. You've probably heard the phrase, glorify God, countless times. It's a cornerstone of our Christian walk, but let's be honest, sometimes it feels like a vague spiritual task, something we know we should do, but aren't quite sure how to genuinely live out. I want to invite you on a journey today, a journey to discover the heart of what it means to glorify God, not just in our words, but in our everyday actions, in our interactions with others, and most importantly, in the attitude of our hearts. Glorifying God shouldn't feel like a chore or a box to tick off on our spiritual checklist. It's meant to be a joyful and natural expression of our love for Him. It's about reflecting God's love and grace in our daily lives, about showing the world who God is through our actions, and about living in a way that draws others closer to His heart. In this episode, we'll dive into the scriptures, share biblical examples, and explore practical ways to live a life that glorifies God out of a place of delight and intimacy with Him. We'll see how our everyday moments can become acts of worship when they're infused with love and gratitude towards our Creator. So whether you're listening on your morning commute, during your workout, or as you unwind from your day, I invite you to open your heart to what God might be speaking to you through our conversation today. Join me as we seek to go beyond duty, to a place where glorifying God becomes a natural, joy-filled part of our lives. Let's learn together how to chase after God in a way that brings glory to His name in everything we do. Here we go, let's dive into Beyond Duty, glorifying God with joy and love. Welcome to the God Chaser Podcast, the ultimate destination for those yearning to cultivate a passionate, intimate relationship with God. Join your host, Evan Evans, as he explores the depths of scripture, shares inspiring testimonies, and provides practical guidance to help you become a true God Chaser. Discover the transformative power of pursuing God's presence and be inspired to reignite your spiritual journey. Subscribe now on Apple Podcasts and get ready to embark on an adventure that will change your life forever. Welcome to the God Chaser Podcast. Let the chase begin. Hello, God Chasers. Evan Evans here, and let me start by wishing everyone a happy new year. I'm so glad you tuned in today, and I pray that this year will be a year where you chase after God like you have ever done. I want to talk about a huge but sometimes confusing topic. What does it mean to glorify God? I don't know about you, but sometimes when I hear that phrase glorify God, it starts to sound like Christianese jargon. It can feel abstract or start to feel like one more obligation on my spiritual checklist. Ever felt that way? But glorifying God is meant to be so much more than that. It's meant to be the natural overflow of understanding who He is and enjoying a real relationship with Him. So today I want to explore what does it look like to glorify God not out of obligation or effort, but out of delight and intimacy with Him. Glorifying God can sometimes feel like a duty, something we ought to do, like a task on a checklist, but that's not the heart of it. The essence of glorifying God is more about a relationship fueled by love, not an obligation driven by rules. Think about a relationship with a loved one maybe a parent, spouse, or friend. When you appreciate them, it's not because you have to, but because you want to, because of who they are and what they mean to you. Similarly, glorifying God should spring from a heart of love and gratitude, not just duty. 
In the Bible, we see this difference vividly. The Pharisees, religious leaders of Jesus' time, were all about obligations. They followed the law meticulously but missed the heart of it. Jesus criticized them for this in Matthew chapter 23, verses 27 to 28, likening them to whitewashed tombs, beautiful outside but dead inside. They did the right things but without love or relationship with God. Contrast this with David, a man after God's own heart, as mentioned in Acts chapter 13, verse 22. David wasn't perfect, far from it, but he had a deep personal relationship with God. His psalms overflow with love, awe, and admiration for God, like Psalm 103. Even when he sinned, he came back to God with genuine repentance and love, Psalm 51. In the New Testament, we see the perfect example in Jesus. He glorified God not just through obedience, but through love. His whole life was an act of worship, a demonstration of love to the Father and to us. In John chapter 15, verse 9 to 10, Jesus talks about remaining in his love and keeping his commands. It's about staying in that loving relationship with him. In everyday life, glorifying God out of love rather than obligation can be seen in small, regular acts. It's in the patient kindness you show to a difficult colleague, the way you help a neighbor, or in being honest even when it's hard. Each of these actions, done in love, glorifies God. So if you feel like glorifying God has become a mere obligation, take a step back. Reflect on God's love and grace in your life. Remember how Jesus lived and loved. Reconnect with God through prayer, reading the Bible, and simply enjoying His presence. Ask Him, like in Psalm 51 verse 12, to restore the joy of your salvation. Glorifying God is about a joyful, loving relationship with Him, where our actions, words, and thoughts naturally flow from our admiration and gratitude towards Him. It's about living a life that reflects His love and character, not out of obligation, but out of deep, heartfelt love. Glorifying God truly begins with knowing Him. It's like building a friendship. The more you know about your friend, the deeper the relationship becomes. In the case of God, we come to know Him through His Word, the Bible. The Bible is like a treasure trove that reveals God's character, His desires, and His plans for us. It's through these divine revelations that our understanding and worship of Him grow deeper. Let's consider some examples from Scripture to illustrate this. Moses and the burning bush, Exodus chapter 3. Moses' encounter with God at the burning bush is a powerful example. Here God reveals His name, I Am, to Moses. This moment not only showed God's holiness and uniqueness, but also His personal involvement in the lives of His people. Moses' journey of knowing God more intimately started here, leading him to glorify God through leading the Israelites out of Egypt. David's Psalms, for example, Psalm 23. David's Psalms are filled with praises and worship. Why? Because David knew God intimately. He saw God as his shepherd, Psalm 23, his rock fortress and deliverer, Psalm 18. David's understanding of God's character came from his personal experiences with God, which fueled his heartfelt worship. Jesus and the Samaritan Woman, John 4. In this encounter, Jesus reveals his knowledge of the woman's life and ultimately reveals that he is the Messiah. This knowledge of Jesus transforms the woman, leading her to glorify God by sharing her experience with others in her community. Paul's Transformation, Acts 9. Paul's transformation from a persecutor of Christians to a devoted follower of Christ is another great example. 
His encounter with Jesus on the road to Damascus radically changed his understanding of God. This deeper knowledge of Christ led Paul to dedicate his life to glorifying God by spreading the gospel. These examples show that knowing God is not just about accumulating information. It's about personal encounters and experiences with Him. As we read the Bible, we're not just reading an ancient text. We're engaging in a living conversation with God. He speaks to us through His Word, revealing His character and His will for our lives. So how do we apply this? Start by choosing a book of the Bible to study. For instance, the Gospel of John is a great place to begin to understand Jesus' life and teachings. As you read, take time to reflect on what each passage reveals about God's character. Discuss your thoughts with friends or in a study group, as this can provide different perspectives and deeper insights. Write down your discoveries in a journal. Note how your understanding of God changes and grows over time. As you continue to delve into God's Word, you'll find your relationship with Him deepening. Your worship and glorification of God will become more heartfelt, not just a ritual or a duty. You'll start to see His hand in your life and in the world around you. And as your knowledge of Him grows, so will your desire to live a life that brings Him glory. In conclusion, to glorify God truly, we must know Him deeply. This knowledge comes from an ongoing dynamic relationship with Him, fostered by diving into His Word and being open to the ways He reveals Himself to us in our daily lives. Praising God is an integral part of glorifying Him, and it's deeply rooted in the relationship we have with Him. When we praise someone, it's usually because we recognize the good they have done and appreciate their presence in our lives. The same goes for our relationship with God. Our praise is an acknowledgement of His goodness, mercy, and love toward us. The book of Psalms is indeed a rich source of inspiration for praising God. Phrases like glory in His holy name, 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 29, and ascribe to the Lord the glory due His name, Psalm 29, verse 2, are not just ancient words. They are vibrant, living invitations to engage in a heartfelt expression of admiration and thanksgiving to God. When we praise God, it's not about fulfilling a religious obligation. It's about opening our hearts to Him, recognizing His work in our lives, and expressing our gratitude and love. Here are some examples of everyday scenarios where we can find reasons to praise God in our daily needs. Maybe you've experienced God providing for your needs at just the right time. It could be a job opportunity when you were struggling financially or unexpected help in a time of need. Remember Jesus' words in Matthew chapter 6, verses 31 to 33, about seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. In relationships, perhaps God has healed a strained relationship or helped you to forgive someone who wronged you. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32 talks about being kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. When you experience this, it's a reason to praise God for His work in your heart and in your relationships. In overcoming challenges, think about the times when you faced tough situations and somehow you found the strength to persevere. This is reflected in Philippians chapter 4, verse 13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Recognizing God's hand in giving you strength is a cause for praise. In creation, sometimes just observing the beauty of nature, the intricacy of a flower, the vastness of the sky, can lead us to praise. Psalms 19 verse 1 says, 
The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of His hands. Nature is a constant reminder of God's creativity and power. In small joys, even the little blessings like a moment of peace, a good conversation with a friend, or the joy of a new day, are reasons to praise God. James chapter 1 verse 7 reminds us that every good and perfect gift is from above. When we talk about praising God, it's about recognizing His presence and action in all these aspects of our lives. It's about developing a relationship where we see His hand in both the monumental and the mundane. In summary, praising God is a response to the recognition of His goodness in our lives. It's about having a relationship with Him where we acknowledge His work in every aspect of our lives. Let your praise be genuine and heartfelt, reflecting your personal experiences with God. Remember, our praise matters to God not because He needs it, but because it draws us closer to Him, transforming our hearts and minds in the process. Obedience to God is indeed a vital aspect of glorifying Him. In John chapter 14, verse 15, Jesus says, If you love me, keep my commands. This statement beautifully encapsulates the relationship between love for God and obedience. Obedience is not just about following rules. It's a demonstration of our love and commitment to God. Let's look at practical ways to live obediently and glorify God in our everyday lives. In your work, Colossians chapter 3, verse 23 to 24 says, Whatever you do, work heartily, as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. Seizing opportunities to represent God. As in Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, where Jesus encourages us to let our light shine before others, we should seize opportunities to be a witness for Christ. This could mean sharing your faith when the opportunity arises or simply living in a way that reflects Christ's love and grace. It's important to remember that obedience to God is not always easy and may involve sacrifice or stepping out of our comfort zones. As Jesus exemplified, obedience can be costly. However, as we align our lives with God's will, we find deeper joy and fulfillment. Obedience leads to spiritual growth and a closer relationship with God. It's not just about avoiding sin or doing the right thing. It's about actively seeking God's will and following His guidance in every aspect of life. In summary, to glorify God through obedience is to live a life that reflects His love, grace, and truth. It involves surrendering every area of our lives to Him and seeking to follow His commands not out of obligation, but out of love. This kind of obedience is a powerful testimony of our faith and brings great joy both to us and to God. Glorifying God really starts with understanding and embracing His grace. It's like this, before we think about doing anything for God, we need to grasp how much He has done for us. That's what grace is all about. It's God's unearned, undeserved favor towards us. And it's this amazing grace that sets the stage for everything else in our spiritual lives. Paul in the Bible talks a lot about doing things for God's glory, but he always frames it within the context of God's grace. It's like he's saying, look, God loves you more than you can imagine, and he's working everything in your life for your good. So out of that love and goodness, let's glorify him. This perspective is found in verses like Romans chapter 8, verse 28, and 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31. Here's a practical way to think about it. Soak in God's grace. Imagine standing under a waterfall. You don't have to do anything. 
Just stand there and let the water pour over you. That's like soaking in God's grace. You simply receive it. You don't earn it or work for it. You let yourself be overwhelmed by how much God loves you and what he's done for you through Jesus. Let grace motivate you. Once you've really got a hold of how great God's grace is, it starts to change you from the inside out. It's like fuel in a car. It's what gets you moving. This grace motivation is different from feeling like you have to do something to earn God's favor. You already have it. Now you're just responding to his love. Watch glory flow. Naturally, when you're motivated by grace, glorifying God becomes as natural as breathing. You find yourself wanting to do things that please him, not because you feel guilty or obligated, but because you love him. It's like when you're grateful to a friend who did something awesome for you. You can't help but speak well of them to others. Loving God leads to delight and praise. The more you love God, the more you enjoy Him. And the more you enjoy Him, the more you naturally praise Him. It's not a chore. It's like cheering for your favorite sports team or talking about your favorite movie. It comes naturally because you're excited about it. In everyday life, this might look like being kind to someone even when it's hard because you're grateful for God's kindness to you. Or it could be choosing to trust God in a tough situation, remembering how he's taken care of you in the past. It could even be as simple as looking at a beautiful sunset and feeling a rush of gratitude to God for creating it. In summary, glorifying God is all about responding to his incredible grace. It's a joyful, natural expression of our love and gratitude for who he is and what he's done. It's not about trying to make God love us more. He already does completely and unconditionally. It's about living out that love in our everyday lives. Reflecting on what it means to glorify God, it's clear that it's not about checking boxes on a spiritual to-do list. It's about living in awe of his incredible grace. When we truly grasp how much God loves us and all he has done for us, our lives become a response to that love. It's like when you see a stunning sunset or a starry sky and you can't help but feel a sense of wonder. That's how our hearts should respond to God's grace. As you go about your day-to-day -day life, remember to keep this sense of amazement alive. Whether you're dealing with routine tasks, facing challenges, or enjoying moments of joy, let your actions, words, and thoughts be infused with an awareness of God's grace. When you interact with others, let that grace shape your responses. When you face decisions, big or small, let it guide your choices. And in the moments when you feel like you're falling short or when life gets tough, remember that God's grace is still there. It doesn't depend on how well you're doing or how strong you feel. It's always there, unchanging and unconditional. That's the beauty of God's love. It's not based on our performance, but on his character. So my friend, as we wrap up, I encourage you to keep chasing after God. Pursue him in your everyday life, not just in big dramatic ways, but in the quiet, ordinary moments too. Talk to him, read his word, look for his presence in your life. And as you do, you'll find that glorifying God becomes more than just a concept. It becomes your way of life. Remember, God is always chasing after you with his love and grace. So keep chasing after him, keep seeking him, and let your life be a reflection of the glory that he so richly deserves. This episode of the God Chaser podcast is proudly sponsored by God Chaser Apparel, 
the clothing line designed to empower and inspire your spiritual journey. Are you a God chaser at heart? Do you want to share your passion for pursuing God with the world? God Chaser Apparel has got you covered, literally. With a wide range of stylish, high-quality clothing and accessories, you can wear your faith proudly and spark conversations about your pursuit of God's presence. From bold statement tees to cozy hoodies, sleek hats, and much more, God Chaser Apparel has something for everyone. Plus, every purchase supports our mission to inspire and encourage fellow believers on their journey toward a deeper relationship with Christ. Visit godchaser.faith today to explore our collection and find the perfect piece to express your passion for God. God Chaser Apparel, where faith meets fashion and the pursuit of God's presence becomes a lifestyle. Don't miss out. Head to godchaser.faith now and start wearing your faith boldly. May you not just chase God, but find Him in the blessings big and small that He has in store for you. And there we have it, folks. Another episode of God Chaser wrapped up. We hope you've been blessed by today's discussion, and we look forward to diving into more life-transforming topics with you in the future. Stay blessed and keep chasing after God.